Hello everyone, my name is Ari Charlo and welcome to another episode of Careers and in Insurance TV. Today, really excited to have Bianca here with us. She's from ProRisk uh, Claims Leader, is that correct, Bianca? Correct. Uh, what we're here today is to talk about insurance and careers in insurance. You've had a um, pretty awesome career and you've come from different, different industries, which um, isn't uncommon in the insurance industry. Do you want to give us a little bit of a rundown as to where you started, maybe where you where you started in high school and um, what career you actually wanted to get into initially? Yeah, sure. So um, it still doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but high school was a little while ago now. So I um, finished high school in 2006. And when I was in high school, I really knew that I wanted to be a lawyer. That was always sort of the goal. Um, so I went to Melbourne Uni and I did my arts degree first and then I went on and did the Juris Doctor, which is the postgraduate law degree. Um, and then I was really lucky I got a graduate position following that um, at DLA Piper, which is an international law firm. So I started there as a graduate in 2013 and then I got admitted as a lawyer in 2014. So that's where I sort of started and I uh, worked in the medical negligence litigation team. So I was acting for public and private hospitals for allied health practitioners, so like physios, psychologists, um, and their insurers. So that's where I started my work there for uh, just over four years. What sort of made you want to shift or change careers? Is law is something that you study quite a long time for. Um, I know a lot of people that have, have studied law and when they finish, they're just in absolute relief. What sort of changed your, your mindset to switching industries and I guess, how did you actually find your pathway into insurance? Yeah, so I like to think that insurance found me. So I had a bit of an understanding of insurance, obviously working for insurers and their clients, but I really didn't know what a, you know, of the scope of the industry and the diversity of the industry until I joined ProRisk. And ProRisk was actually one of my clients when I worked at DLA Piper. So I um, had a really good rapport with um, the people in the claims team there and I had had a chat to my now manager to say like, what's been your experience? Cause she'd also come from working in a law firm. Um, and so when a position opened up, I made made the jump. And really what I found was as much as I love the law and I'm still a lawyer, I still have my practicing certificate, um, but I really love helping people. That's sort of at my core, that's what I love to do. And I really felt like if I worked in a claims role, I'd be at the forefront and the front line of being able to help clients when they have to make a claim on their insurance industry. So that's sort of what made me make the move um, almost four and a half years ago. Yeah, definitely. And um, I think your first role at ProRisk was a senior claims examiner. That's right. Can you give the audience just a bit of a rundown as to um, what that role is and what's involved? Yeah, sure. So obviously you can tell from the name of it, um, claims manager is first and foremost what that involves. Um, and so... From a day-to-day -day perspective, um, you know, it's really dependent on what sort of comes in um, in terms of a new claim or a development on an existing claim. But I'm liaising with brokers um, and with insurers um, on claims. I'm liaising with our lawyers um, and if we've got assessors, so those sort of service providers. My area, obviously, given my background I and being um, a senior member of the team, I deal a lot with the litigated claims, with the complex claims um, high value claims. So I work very closely with our lawyers um, and developing a uh, defence strategy on a claim. And so I, and I do end to end management. So from the time that the claim first comes in to the time that it um, 
it's settled and particularly with these sorts of claims that I handle, they're what we call long tail claims. So they're not like where you might have a car accident and you need to get your car either repaired or replaced. It's a quite a quick process overall. These sorts of claims are negligence claims. So when someone sued as a professional and they can last three years. So I've got I've got a claim that I had the first week. I took it over the first week I started and it's still going now. So Wow. Very, very long tail. Yeah. Um, I know it's been a massive, I've been at ANSI for two and a half years. And since then, um, we had the Hain Royal Commission and um, all of the um, regulatory changes that have happened over the last 18 months. We've had the cat season, so bushfires in January and now COVID. So that you love helping people and really making a difference to people's lives. This probably aligns, your role probably aligns perfect with, uh, with that. Yeah, so that's been a, you're right, it's been a big focus, particularly post the Hain Commission, is um, on regulating claims even more than it ever has before. So one of the biggest things that's happened um, just in the last few months that's coming is that now claims is considered a financial service. So to manage claims, you have to have an Australian financial services licence. So that just really, um, I mean, for us day-to-day, it hasn't changed anything because our ethos and our culture at ProRisk and in our claims team is really the customer, you know, is number one and we are there to provide you know, excellent customer service. But it just, as an industry, has brought in, I suppose, further um, oversight and regulation to make sure that those standards are being are being met. So that's been um, a big thing in the yeah. industry. Yeah, and a new code of practice as well or an updated code of practice for the industry as well. Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure that there's been a lot of challenges along the way have you got one or two challenges or even if it's a challenge that you've overcame and you've actually gotten to the other end, have you got any cool stories for us? Cool stories, that's a good question. I mean, at the very base of it, I think just with COVID, just having to handle um, handle that and managing working from home all of a sudden, it's something I've never done before and trying to keep the cohesion of the team together. Um, but, I mean, probably... Challenges-wise, claims is just challenging in general because it's so fast-paced and it's so unexpected. I don't ever set a schedule anymore for what I'm going to do in the day because you just don't know um, what's going to happen. During the day, you might get a brand-new claim and there's immediate things that have to be done on it, so you sort of have to drop everything. Um, But otherwise, you know, a development can happen on a claim that might have sat dormant for six months and then all of a sudden, you know, you weren't expecting that to happen. You've got to... Um, you've got to pick it up. But I suppose more from cool stories, like I just get a lot of satisfaction um, by getting the best outcome for for a client. So, um, you know, whether it be um, someone who's had a complaint made against them, there might be a psychologist or an osteotherapist or um, one of those sorts of allied health professions and they have a complaint made against them to the regulator and that's obviously a really stressful situation for for someone I can imagine if it was me as a professional and someone was making a complaint about me like how would I feel um and so really being able to be there from the start to the end of the process and assisting them through through that that gives me a lot of uh gratification but um yeah I've become very much like how can I get the best outcome for my client how can I you know um get the best settlement because 
things go wrong, I think that's the thing with claims. Like we're here to, you know, pay out claims if there is a claim and it's covered under the policy. So, you know, it's not always about just defending um, a matter. Sometimes things do go wrong, but how can we get the best um, the best outcome? I must admit I've become very defendant-focused um, in terms of that. So you've got to really convince me that something's gone wrong. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm trying to think of a cool claim off the top of my head. There's so, so many. Well, I guess it's probably fair in saying that no no days, two days are ever the same. Um, yeah. There's something interesting happening in your role. And um, uh, one of the key things that I've noticed, Bianca, with um, just interviewing different insurance professionals in various sectors, they've said that the growth in insurance is massive. So if I'm a student that's studying, I might not even be studying anything or thinking about a career in insurance, what would you say the benefits are of actually joining the industry and some of the misconceptions that I, I might have if I didn't know anything about insurance? Yeah, I mean, I certainly didn't know anything about insurance when I was at high school and I was at uni. To me, insurance was one of those things you had to have if you had a car or you needed it for your home, but it's so much broader than that. You know, I obviously work in claims, but you can be a broker, you can be an underwriter, you can work in risk management, you can work in compliance. There's so many different areas and you don't have to have studied um, before you enter. Like so many people um, start from the ground up and they work their way up. And the best thing is that you can start in one area, but you can really mould and shape your career to your strengths and your passions. So you, I mean, personally, I would recommend everyone go through claims because I think if you go through claims, you're getting to see firsthand how a written policy is implemented in terms of a real-life factual scenario. So if you then want to go on to become a broker or an underwriter, I think you'll be a better one for it, having seen that firsthand. But really, I just say jump in and, you know, you'll find your feet and it might be, as I said, start anywhere, starting claims, starting broking, starting underwriting, start as a receptionist or just lodging claims or um, things like that. Just get your get yourself into it and um, you'll see. I had no idea of how big of an industry it was. And, um, yeah, I said you don't have to, like me, you don't have to have done a law degree and started that way. You can really start straight out of high school. Yeah. And um, it's, a, it's a long-term career. It's a, yeah, it's a fantastic industry to be involved in. Yeah, and in terms of personal, uh, professional skills, sorry, um, let's just say you're coming from customer service and you enjoy helping people similar to what you do. Um, that can also align quite closely with, um, with claims, can't it? Oh, absolutely. So at the end of the day, claims that like we say claims is our product is progress because, you know, you can obviously sell a policy, but it's when there's a claim that you really need to show even more so customer service because that's when the client needs you. So, you know, we all know we buy a policy and we hope we never have to use it, but it's when you have to use it that um, that that's when it's really important. So for me, picking up the phone, having conversations with, with clients, with insurers, and really trying to ease their, ease their concerns about the process, talk them through the process, and really be with them step by step. Uh, to me, being in claims, having a, having a claim is like having a, a problem and finding the best way to solve it. So customer service is right up there in terms of how you handle the claim. So, and, and same if you're a broker, obviously, then the insured is your client and your, your role is there to 
advocate for that insured to um, find them the best policies. So customer service, I think really no matter what role you, you do in insurance, there's a way that that's involved. In terms of the education, you've got an ANSIF membership. I'll, I'll go into a bit of your background. You've won um, two Student of the Year awards and a Victorian Regional Student of the Year with ANSIF. I know we did a really nice profile piece on the ANSIF Members Centre earlier this year. For you personally, how important is it to be aligned to an industry body um, like ANSIF? And further to that, how important is it to actually um, continue that lifelong learning and professional development for your own career? And I guess what advice would you give to students about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm an advocate for continuing to study. Um, I had a lot of people say to me, you know, why, well, why are you doing more study? You've already done a law degree. but for me, I kind of feel like I came into insurance sort of sideways because I didn't come from the, you know, right from having um, been a student and come straight in. But I really wanted to understand not only claims, but I wanted to understand how claims fit in with the broader industry. I wanted to understand how broking worked, how underwriting worked, how risk management worked. And ANSIF like, has, you know, perfect qualifications and skill, uh, skill units to do that. So um, I loved my time studying. I um, finished my certificate for in, I think, February of last year, and then I went straight on and did the diploma. And for me, insurance is a really knowledge-based industry. There's always developments. There's always um, changes. And I think to be the best you can in your job, to be, you know, giving the best customer service and, that to your clients as well. You really need to be willing to continually learn. So I um, do that obviously also by doing um, what they call continued professional development. Um, and ANSIF is a great um, way to do that, you know, through webinars and um, articles and things like that. So it's I think it's really, really important to align yourself with um, with someone like with an organisation like ANSIF, which is ours for the insurance industry. Uh, and I've gotten, yeah, so much out of it. For, so I definitely recommend studying. And, I mean, I did it working full-time and it's really manageable. Um, and I think it's, one, it's made me a better claims examiner, which, um, you know, m makes me better for the clients. But it's also, I think, fast-tracked my career as well by having having those qualifications behind, like, behind me now. So I definitely recommend better yeah. studying. Uh, it's definitely great to hear and um, awesome advice for students that maybe in the industry or even someone that's just entered the industry that may need some of that advice and, and want to actually continue with their learning and, um, and broaden their knowledge. Yeah. In terms of students, again, um, looking at a career in insurance, what advice would you give them? Um, I know when I was studying media and communications at uni, um, one of the biggest things for a lot of students was just having that, that confidence to approach organisations and say, uh, get on the phone and just ask them, hey guys, um, this is what I'm studying. Um, I'm really interested in um, possibly getting a role. Can I take up some work experience? Um, that's probably one of the biggest challenges that I've noticed in students at uni. Yeah, what advice would you give them to actually try and get that working work experience in the industry? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly something that I found really uncomfortable when I was at uni. Um, and I didn't like it, but I think there's a lot, um, you get a lot out of it by doing it and you never know um, where your experiences will lead for one thing and then also where they might have benefit. So when I was um, doing my, in when you're when you're going to be a lawyer, when you're in uni, you do what's called a clerkship, 
through one of the law firms. And before I'd done that, I'd done a week at the children's court, which I just signed up for and to do some work experience. And um, one of the girls that I was working, doing some work for when I was at um, DLA doing my clerkship, this is before I started as a grad, she had a client and um, who was a minor and um, she was doing a, a file for her pro bono and um, she asked me to do some research and I already knew the answer for her because of what I'd done um, at, at the family at the children's court sorry so I never thought that those two things would align and they did and the and the lawyer was really impressed that I knew that so I think it's just in a more general sense take up any opportunity you can you never know where it's going to lead um, you'll always get something out of it and even if it shows you that that wasn't exactly right for you um, but particularly with insurance people come from all different backgrounds in insurance um, you know, when you're at uni, there's not really, I think maybe there might be one university or two universities in Australia that offer um, sort of insurance type subjects or even a qualification. So people who come into insurance, they've come from all different backgrounds and even someone like you, Ari, who, you know, did media and communications and now you work at NZIF and we have, you know, similar roles, um, you know, even at ProRisk and the Board of Business, which is Insurance House. So you know, you never know um, where where things lead. So I just encourage people to to get out there and, and try. And I said, I know it's not easy. It's not something I'm really comfortable yeah. doing. But if you can do it, you get you'll get a lot out of it. Yeah, it's definitely um great advice to take every opportunity that comes your way. Absolutely. I mean, I never I never thought I'd end up in insurance. I think that's what most people say. So I mean, I do hope that that changes in the future as we start to get the profile of insurance out there a bit more because it is a fantastic industry to work in. Um, but, yeah, I've found my home in insurance. I can't imagine that I'm going to be changing changing now. So, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's probably a good segue into the next question. Um, I was going to ask, um, where do you, what would you like to see the future of insurance um, in terms of insurance as an actual profession and what would you like to, to see improve? I mean, I'd certainly love one day for people to see insurance in the same way they see being a lawyer or being a doctor or um, those sort of things. I know insurance can get a bit of a bad rap in um, in the media. Like I think of the the movie, the, the Pixar movie, The Incredibles, and Mr. Incredibles working, you know, in insurance and hating life, and he's got a boss whose sole objective seems to be to um, not cover claims, finding ways to not cover claims, and certainly. The industry, you know, and the business that I work in, that is the complete opposite. Like, so I would really like um, to see insurance be something that people, you know, think about and strive to work in. Um, so to get that profile out there and also to just change the perception of insurance because insurance is something that people need every day. Um, and it's far broader than just, you know, I, as I said before, like needing insurance for your car or for your home. People who have a business need insurance, whether it is for them personally, if they're a professional, whether it's, you know, public liability, um, because in case someone has a slip or a trip at, you know, at their premises, there's so many areas, property, there's so many different areas that um, insurance falls into in a day-to-day, -day, um, from a day-to-day -day aspect. So I'd really love for people to, yeah, see insurance as, as a long-term career, as a fulfilling career, because... That's been my experience to date, and I can't see that changing. Well, Bianca, we might give that a wrap today. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Ari.
No worries. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. This is Cruise and Insurance TV. Have a great day.